I'm Frank, and I'm not a big fan of BJ's Wholesale Club super low gas prices. I don't trust things that low. Started in 92. Big office Christmas party. Come on, join the limbo line. Now I see a chiropractor. So, no, BJ's. I don't want super low gas prices. Okay, then. But if you'd like super low gas prices and a $40 digital BJ's gift card, join the new BJ's Wholesale Club. Opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Donica Strange-Riscano, author, speaker, and community leader, comes to you today with Recapture, the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ-centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information. Welcome, sunshine, to another day of recapture. As always, as always, so excited to have you to be a part of our listening audience, to be a part of our recapture family. Uh, I know that you have gone to subscribe to the podcast, www.kkht.com, click Programs. And then podcast, scroll down, look for my shining face and essence, and then subscribe. Hello, Monica. How are you? Good morning, Twin. How are you doing? Good morning, Donica. I'm doing great. So glad to have you and on on this journey and this week. Looking fabulous. Looking fabulous, Twin. They can't see you, but you oh. She, Monica's super cute, has her, um, she's all glammed up. Her T-shirt says, perfect. Who told you that? Hello. Hello. (laughs) So cute this morning, all set to go. We've been having some awesome conversations on on these weeks of recapture. But before we get to jump into the conversations, I want to kind of, our recap on recapture is not about the content, but on last week we announced the Patricia Ann Strange Diamond Award recipients for 2021. We are so excited about this year's class of honorees, those ladies that are working in the community, being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ to people that need need the help. And so we announced Miss Dottie Compton of New Life Women's Center as a 2021 Diamond Award recipient. Congratulations, Miss Dottie. Miss Barbara. Yes, congratulations yes, to her. Yes. We shout out, give her a great shout out for the work that she has been doing uh, serving her community we're excited to have her uh, be celebrated this year. Ms. Barbara Dory is also a 2021 Diamond Award recipient, and we're so excited to have her. She was nominated by 2020 Diamond Award recipient Joyce Martin. So we have some fabulous women that we are celebrating also, Megan McCullum. Yay, Megan! Yay, Megan! Yes. Yay, Megan! She has a, she has a, a program that says, 
people aren't price tags. Hello. Awesome. And her organization That's is wonderful. called Heal to Halo. She goes into the I strip just club. love yes. that ministry name. Yes, Heels to Halo yes. goes in a strip a strip club ministry, uh, among other things. Shares her own personal testimony, her own personal story, and it actually gives the image, her branding from it. It just, you know, without even looking at the logo or anything, it just gives you that image right there of high heel, red bottoms, and a. Uh, Angel swings. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. We're celebrating these ladies this year for the Patricia Ann Strange Diamond Celebration. But we have some fantastic news for you, our listening audience. New this year is the Community Choice Award. That's that's beautiful. Yes. So if you know someone in the community, long-term recovery, 12 months or longer, being sober, mm-hmm. or an organization or an individual, yes, 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 submit their information so that they can be a part of the celebration and be recognized this year with the other fabulous ladies that we are going to be recognizing on September 19th, uh, 2021, 6 p.m. It's a virtual event. It was virtual last year. We're doing it virtual again this year, but it won't diminish our level of excitement for these ladies that are working in the community. Go to our website, www.psdiamondcelebration.com. To get the information on submitting your nominee, uh, send the email with the nominee of who you want to see your choice for the Patricia Anstrain Diamond Celebration Award. And also, while you're there, register to be a part of the event. Awesome. So thank you so much, Donica, for having me uh, here on the broadcast today. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, the science of recovery. And so I just wanted to give you a little bit of my background. If you've not heard us, uh, heard me on the radio program before, I'm Monica Strange. I have a master's degree in counseling, and uh, I've been working in behavioral health care for the last 20 years as somewhat of an advocate of family members who have trotted the insurance background. And uh, I help them kind of navigate through the scape of uh, getting their claims paid, better understanding their benefits, and um, helping to navigate the process a little bit. But like I said, I do have a master's degree in counseling. I am not a treating clinician, but with 20 years of experience in my background, we've come across hundreds, if not thousands of uh, cases where we're helping families to get what they need through the healthcare spectrum. I wanted to talk to Donica a little bit about recovery and uh, the science of recovery. A couple of things we want to In terms of the definition of recovery, most of the time when you think of uh, recovery, you have to understand uh, the opposite of that, and that is addiction. And when you think of addiction, you think of heroin or cocaine come to mind. But uh, nicotine, marijuana, prescription drugs, and even certain activities like gambling and sex can be addictive. Uh, addiction is the craving and the loss of control, even if it causes some harm. And so what happens in that? You get problems in your relationships, you get problems in your job, school, money, and even in your health. And so when a person is dealing uh, in addiction, I want to say to you, it's not a lack of addiction is not a lack of self-control. It's not a weakness. 
uh, addiction and more information about addiction as a disease has been coming across for like the last five decades. Uh, there was the beginning science in the 1950s. Wow. L- yeah, looking at uh, addiction as a disease of the brain. But I would say probably the last two decades or so, more information has come to the forefront about addiction as a brain disease and addiction. Um, let's talk a little bit about the brain. In the brain, there's a communication process where neurons communicate through a series of signal messages. And when the messages leave one neuron, they attach to uh, receptors, kind of like a key attaching in a lock. But in addiction, the communication process is uh, severely disrupted by uh, a large amount of what's uh, a brain chemical called dopamine. And when that dopamine is released, it overwhelms the receptors. And what happens is it results in what people call this air quote high. So when those dopamines are released, that's when the people get a high. And in order to keep that feeling, they take that drug or engage in that behavior again and again. And eventually your brain changes and it adapts uh, driving to take the drug again and again to get that same old feeling. Mm-hmm. And so that's what uh, happens with your brain. Dopamine overwhelms your standard brain uh, chemical conversations and makes you desires these drugs or these behaviors over and over again. So what we want you to know is that there's science going on in terms of looking at addiction in terms of a brain disease. And also understanding the brain disease when you when you're understanding the information, it also helps you, uh, helps the community as a whole to understand the recovery aspects of it. Right. And so we're gonna, since we're talking about recovery, some of us in dealing with our family members, dealing with our loved ones, we're going to say they should just stop taking those drugs. But stopping a substance can result uh, with withdrawals that causes nausea, tremors, depression, and even anxiety. And so your person can't just like, oh, deuces, drugs. They have to go through a process, a healing process. And we want you to understand the person can stop the substance, but they have to go through a process of detox, a process of recovery. And that's why we're here today to share the information. Yes, yes. And I'm so glad that you are here uh, sharing the information with us, Monica. I would say uh, the article that we've been referencing in a couple of weeks was expertly written, but today you are eloquently delivering information in a way that is palatable uh, for us to receive the information. We've been talking about, you, you know, we've been going over this information for two weeks, giving the definition of addiction and how we better understand the brain, how how it relates to addiction. But I also uh, think that one of the other things that we did discuss on last week, that there are um, medications. Do you want to, yeah, okay, medications that help 
uh, people in their recovery process. Now, I do know that in having conversations about how do we, a, a part of recovery, um, you know, how are medications supported towards an individual re- achieving their recovery. So what what I found is that there's a, a, a nerve pain medication called gabapentin. There is also a Chantix. You've seen those Chantix mm-hmm. commercials. It's an anti-smoking drug, and there's a seizure medication that's being used to help persons uh, that are battling alcoholism. So they're actually these drugs, since we know about Chantix, it is an anti-smoking drug, uh, nerve pain medication for the gabapentin and the seizure medication um, that's being used, as they would say in the article that we read, that the science of addiction is said off-label. But there is an FDA-approved medication that was approved. It's called ants abuse and it's a aversion therapy uh it that it helps um persons that are drinking to uh curb their appetite for alcoholism so there are remedies that we can have in place not only understanding the brain not only understanding drinking or recovery as a whole uh different spectrums of how people can achieve wellness. So did you talk a little bit about, at all about methadone? You can speak to that. So sure. So methadone, uh, it's been prescribed for decades uh, to treat heroin and other addictions. And what it is, is delivered only in specialized addiction clinics, and they operate under strict regulations that require patients to show up for treatment five or six days a week. Uh, in some parts of the country, clinics are not easily accessible. But what's important to note about methadone is that it is a specialized treatment, and it's a viable option that people use for their addiction. One thing that's really important uh, to note about people who are using medications as a part of their recovery process, since we're talking about the, the science of recovery, uh, although you're on medication, even if a person goes the medication route, getting therapy is also critical. And so a person has to use therapy yes. uh, in terms to support their recovery process. Uh, one such therapy is known as cognitive behavioral therapy, and it focuses on uh, what we talked about was uh, reframing. Yes. Um, oh, I know what, Monica, you yes. know what? I, I saw a commercial not in relations to alcohol and substance use disorders, but uh, there, when we talk about reframing, there's a program called Noom for people that are losing weight. Yeah. And, and, it, and they just use, jumped at they me. They use CPT. Yes. CPT. And, mm-hmm. and the lady who was on the commercial, she said she eats on a smaller plate and it makes you think you're full. You know what? I've been in other programs, just standard weight loss programs that you're familiar with, and they did prescribe a smaller plate. And even if you look at the uh, FDA, when they give you a plate back in the day, there was that triangle for the food pyramid. They've since moved that to a round plate. And if you look at it, the portions on the round plate are smaller for the protein portion, larger for the vegetables, 
so that is a process of reframing as well. Yes. So if you look at CBT, it focuses on changing both the behavior and the thought process. Uh, it's a reframing. And in this conversation, reframing the need to drink uh, and the central role alcohol plays in the uh, drinker's life. Uh, many of those programs employ it. It helps people start a new behavior that changes their brain and let them set up for future success. So not only just taking medications, uh, but being in a therapy as well. What we wanted to talk about in terms of the science of recovery, I just wanted to, because we're a faith-based audience, kind of really get to the core of our faith here and understanding that if you have a friend, a family member, a loved one who is dealing with addiction, that they're not lost to the addiction, that they can be healed, they can be set free. Uh, we believe in the Word of God, and the Word of God uh, according to Second Timothy three sixteen, it says, "All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, as profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness." So when I thought about the Scripture that said, "All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's given for instruction in righteousness," Amen. I thought about. So what does the word say? Amen. What does the scripture say? The scripture says in Psalms 107 and 20, and he sent his word and healed them. Yes, yes. And delivered them from their destructions. But what I like most about Psalm 107 and 20, mm -hmm. I really like the verse above it. Yes. Okay. Psalm 107 and 19. And they cried unto the Lord in the trouble. Yes, yes. And he saved them out of their distresses. Yes, yes. If you're crying out to the Lord, the scriptures say he's going to send his word to heal you, even if your healing is addiction. Yes, God. Even if your healing is addiction. Yes, healing We're is talking possible. about recovery and the science of recovery. Yes. And we're talking about addiction as a disease of the brain, just like you can have healing of cancer asthma, diabetes, you can have healing in your recovery. And we're talking about both sides here, the re science of recovery, as well as our faith. We can't be talking to a body of Christ without imploring the word into it. Isaiah 53 and 5 says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Healing is possible. Amen. Healing is possible. And I think that what is so important that as Monica and Donica, as we sit on this platform today, as we share the information on, on the radio, it we saw it in the example of our mom. Yes. We we did. It doesn't mean that we don't know other people that are facing addiction issues, but we can go and share our testimony uh, unabashedly, unashamed, because we know what God can do. So we're, we're talking about all those things and those remedies. You're talking about um, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. We're talking about different medications. Uh, that are supporting. I, once I was uh, watching a person, a trained person on television, and they were speaking on something, and man, they was really butchering the pronunciation. So, 
forgive me, but that you know, now Trexon, uh, Vifetrol, those are the medications that are used uh, in treating um, persons that are in recovery. But last week, Monica, when I was talking, we talked about something that said confounding the experts. And I will say today, thank you yes. so much. Thank you so much for the word of God. Because in our recovery, there is a faith factor. Yes. So thank you for bringing the word and just sharing it with our audience. Because yes, yes, we need that in our recovery journey. We saw faith in our mother's experience. We have a lived faith experience ourselves Last week, I talked about what was called, um, I'm going to say a surprise, that mm-hmm. that there was research done on Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. And in that research, it said 42% of the people that used the Alcoholics Anonymous program after one year were still sober. And I would say, why why would that work? It works because even after the person had stopped drinking, they were still in a support system. Right. I was doing information and research, and it said that the, the science of recovery says that faith is an important part of our journey. And what one research said is that it helped youth to stop them from start taking on drugs. And guess what? That is a testimony to me and you because we became believers when we were 14 years old. And being a part of the youth group, having a safe place to go helped us. And so we're talking about the science of recovery today. The research and information is out there speaking to all of these factors. We're going to go back to, we're going to go back to the 12 steps, but in the science of recovery, the information said that for youth uh, that had a faith base, for persons that use spirituality as a part of their journey, uh, programs worked better when faith was implemented beyond even what the government programs had. Mm-hmm. And that even the participants wanted to have faith as a bigger part of their recovery journey. So let's talk a little bit about that 42%. The information said as well that that 42% sobriety over the 12-year period, 12-month period, actually improved to about 60% with ongoing uh, and additional support, such as uh, attending the 12-step meetings, attending the groups, having a peer support, and even having possibly uh, what's known as a sponsor. So all of these elements uh, help to improve sobriety over a one-year period to 60%. And so our conversation today is the science of recovery. And what that science is saying is being implored uh, in a support group such as AA offers you better and increases your opportunity for long-term recovery. And it, the success also points to when you look at going to a support group, having a sponsor, having a peer, having an accountability person, uh, there was a 2016 uh, report uh, from the neurobiology um, that was giving information versus receiving support versus giving support 
when you're acting as a person who, when you're acting as a person that's supporting, there are some successes that they found in the brain. You know, what I want to kind of finish this up before you give your rules for the journey is a, a final definition of recovery, which was given in 2017 by the Recovery Science Research Collaborative. And they said that recovery is an individual, individualized, intentional, dynamic, and relational process involving sustained efforts to improve wellness. A focus on recovery process is intentional. It's dynamic. It focuses on sustained wellness and focuses on the physical benefits of reducing alcohol and drugs. And so as we close this out, your message for the journey is oftentimes our faith is backed up and supported by science. Continue to follow the word of God, which says that he sent his word and he healed us. And if you believe in the word, if you believe in his scriptures, you'll know that you'll be healed. I'm Monica Strange, and this is Donica Strange Ricardo. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge, and information. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at the PS Diamond Celebration.com. Until next time.